Welcome to On Attachment, a place to learn about how attachment shapes the way we experience dating, love, and relationships. I'm your host, relationship coach and attachment expert, Stephanie Rigg, and I'm really glad you're here. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of On Attachment. So in today's episode, we're talking all about when to leave a relationship. Five questions to help you decide whether to stay or go. So this is a big topic and it's not something that I want to suggest is an easy decision to make because obviously it isn't. It's complicated. It's messy. There's lots of layers and lots of factors and it can feel like an impossible decision to make. And, you know, even if we feel like we know the answer, actually following through and pulling the trigger can feel incredibly challenging and overwhelming and just want to validate the bigness of it all because it is, it is big. Um, And that's totally okay if you're in that place and you're feeling overwhelmed by the prospect of, of having to level with these questions and these truths. So before I do that, I just want to let you all know that I'm launching a new course in the coming weeks called Higher Love. It's all about moving on from a relationship ending and you know, not just moving on, processing the grief and really allowing yourself to, to process the breakup in a healthy way, honoring the feelings that come with that getting clear around what happened, making sure that you're distilling down what happened into lessons and learning so that it's, you know, not in vain. And then also figuring out what the future looks like, who you want to be, who you want to be in relationship, what kind of, you know, values you want to bring into your next relationship, what you're available for, all of those things. So it's powerful. It's sort of a beautiful combination of honoring the past while looking to the future I would love to see you there so you can join the waitlist via the show notes. Um, there's also a free guided meditation that I'll send you once you sign up, which is all around finding closure and letting go. So you can head to the show notes on my website if you're interested in that. Okay, so let's dive into should I stay or should I go? The first question that I want to offer you here is do you really want it to get better? Or if you're being honest with yourself, does it feel too far gone? Okay. So another way of thinking about this is if we suddenly started making progress on all the things I've been complaining about, all the things I've been, you know, dissatisfied with, how would I feel? Would I be excited? Would I feel really energized and optimistic all of a sudden? Or would I feel kind of uncomfortable and uneasy? Uh, Would I feel maybe guilty like I'm still unhappy even though you're doing all the things I've been asking you to do you're kind of, and suddenly showing up. Um, have I checked out already or do I really want it to get better? The reason this question is so important is because, you know, when a relationship has been in a, a tough place, we do need a level of buy-in on both sides to doing the work to rebuild that. And I think if one or both people have kind of already checked out or don't really want it to get better, aren't really invested anymore, it is going to be hard to build that back to a place that makes it worth staying. 
So asking yourself, do I want it to get better or does it feel like it's too far gone is a good starting point. The next question that I'm going to offer you is what specifically would need to change in order for it to work for you? And do you have reasonable grounds on which to believe that that is likely to happen? And in what time frame? right? So this is getting kind of more practical and granular because I think we often, when we're you know, exasperated and our relationships feeling strained, we say things like, you know, we never spend any time together or we feel so disconnected or the love is gone or the intimacy is gone or whatever. But it's like, okay, totally valid feelings. What specifically would need to change in order for that to work for you, right? We need to get specific because we need to be able to measure it, right? We need to be able to have a benchmark against which to measure, like are the changes taking place? Are we moving in the right direction? Or am I just sort of displeased in a really abstract sense about things like disconnection? And then once you have that clarity around, like, okay, what are the specifics of what would need to change? Then it's that follow-up of, do I have reasonable grounds on which to believe that's likely to happen? Are we taking steps towards that? Or are we just talking about it a lot and not actually doing anything, right? What what signs are pointing to the fact that those changes are in motion and we're moving in the right direction here and in what time frame? And does that time frame work for me? So an example of this might be, you know, if your partner has started going to therapy and they're going every week and that's going to help with them being more emotionally available and having better communication, that might be a good sign that you're heading in the right direction. Um, And that might be a reasonable ground on which to believe that your partner is going to, you know, become more emotionally supportive of you or whatever else. Right. Um, But looking to these tangible markers of like, yes, that is a good sign that I can point to in a very concrete way, rather than just like, we're trying, right. Because those things there's too much slippage. There's too much potential for, you know, disagreement or different expectations of what that means and looks like. Uh, and I don't think that it gives you enough to, to hang your hat on, um, in making that decision. Okay. The next question that I want to offer you is this, has there ever existed a version of the relationship that truly worked, that felt healthy, that met your needs, right? Or are you holding on to this for the sake of an idea or a hope, right? Are you just in this for the potential of what it could be maybe one day if you could ever get there, right? I think this distinction is important because, you know, if you have had a really great relationship in the past and, you know, life has gotten the way, maybe you've had kids or maybe there's been health issues or, you know, other stuff, life gets in the way and can really um, impact the dynamic between you and can breed some disconnection. And that's totally normal. And I think that when that's the case, at least you know that it can work and that there is some baseline compatibility there and that this person does have capacity to meet you where you want to be because you've lived it before. Right. And so the task is like, not necessarily getting back because I think relationships move forward and evolve forward. And so you might need to find a new version of that, but at least you know that it's possible in a very um, lived experiential sense, rather than feeling like you are just staying in it for the idea, you know, for the potential of maybe one day we'll get there. Maybe one day you'll be able to meet my needs, but you've been my 
project this whole time and I was hoping you'd come good. I was hoping you'd show up. I was hoping I could work my magic on you and it's not working. Um, and we've just never quite gotten there. And so am I just holding on to an idea? Okay. The next question that I'm going to offer you is beyond love because love I think, you know, we actually feel love very freely, a lot of us, right? Um, And and people so often say to me, like, there's still a lot of love there. And that's great, but love can't carry a relationship on its own, right? Love's not enough. So I think that beyond love, some important things to look for and, and reflect on are trust, respect, and admiration. I'm sure there are many others, but those are three that come to mind. So Is there something in this person that I really trust and feel safe with? Do I deeply respect this person? Do I feel respected by them? Do I admire this person? You know, is there a part of me that feels lucky to be in a relationship with this person? Those sorts of feelings, admiration, that's such a beautiful feeling to have about your partner. And I think in the absence of those things, I don't trust, respect, or admire you, but I feel some sort of feelings of love or fondness, maybe just from familiarity, I don't think that that's quite enough, okay? So trust, respect, and admiration are really good signs um, that there's more to it than just love. Okay, the final question that I want to give you here, and this is such a powerful question, and it's such a revealing question, and that is, if I had the choice to break up, you know, today or tomorrow, and I could skip through the transition period. So fast forward six months to when I have sort of gone through the the depths of my grief and the processing and the logistics and, you know, unraveling our lives from one another and finding my feet and, and feeling okay again. Would I take that choice? Would I say yes? Right? That question tells us so much because it tells us whether our resistance is around the fear of the unknown in the immediate aftermath of a breakup or whether our resistance is actually around wanting to leave the relationship. And I think that for a lot of people, it is the former. It's, I'm scared of, of what I do, you know, on day one after the breakup and day three and five, you know, that immediate period of transition and processing is challenging and it's so easy to kick the can down the road and and just hope it's going to get better because we actually don't have the bandwidth to deal with the breakup you know to tell everyone about it to have those conversations to you know have to talk about it at work or tell family and friends and figure out how you're going to deal with your combined social groups and all of those you know practical logistical things that are real in the wake of a breakup and that can feel you know, almost more challenging than the actual relationship ending. It's all of the, you know, ancillary considerations. But I'm sure that we could all agree that as much as those things are very real and they're shitty and frustrating, they're not a good reason to stay in a relationship where you're not happy. So asking that question of if I had the choice to fast forward through the the immediate breakup aftermath and be, you know, six or even 12 months down the track and kind of be feeling good again and not be in this relationship, would I take that choice? I think that tells you a lot of where your heart's at. So those were the five questions that I sort of want to offer you in gaining clarity around your relationship and 
you know, the future of the relationship, whether it feels salvageable or whether it maybe feels like it's time to walk away. Again, not an easy decision to make, not one to take lightly. Um, And if you're in that place, I'm sending a lot of love to you because I've been there and I know that it's hard. Even if you, even if you do know what you need to do, sometimes it can take a lot of time to, to get there. And I think, you know, I, I say this a lot to, to clients and, and students. It's like, I think sometimes we know for a long time before we pull the trigger and one day we just sort of wake up and say, I can't do this anymore. Enough's enough. And, you know, no one can force you to get there quicker than you're ready to get there. And that's okay. So, you know, be gentle with yourself, be compassionate. Certainly don't layer on, you know, self-judgment or self-criticism or any of those other, you know, inner critic voices that would tell you you're doing something wrong or, or anything like that, because this stuff is, it's really tough and it's messy and it's complicated and, you know, you can't really do it wrong. So give yourself a lot of grace. One final thing that I'll say is that, you know, one person cannot single-handedly save a broken relationship. You can certainly take responsibility for your part. And I encourage you to do that irrespective of whether you stay or go, because that's where your, your growth is and your learnings are. Um, but if you do stay, you know, you can step out of the pattern and you can create, you know, a ripple effect from that decision to not, you know, not play in your usual role, to not do the dance that you're so accustomed to that sends you spiraling downwards in your partnership. But you can only take it so far on your own. And if your partner is kind of defiant in not coming to the table and not wanting to do the work and not believing that anything has to change, or at least that they don't have to change anything, you know, and you're not happy or fulfilled with things the way they are, then that will be really hard. And I think that's, you know, one of those situations where we have to get very honest with whether that's going to work for us and whether that's going to be enough. So that was five questions to help you decide whether to stay or go sending so much love to you. If you're in that situation, I really hope that this has been supportive in some small way and that you at least feel validated in, in the mess of it. Um, I'm sending lots of love and please feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram or send me an email if, if you're in that situation and this has been helpful. I do love hearing from you. So Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you again soon. Thank you guys. Thanks for joining me for this episode of On Attachment. If you want to go deeper on all things attachment, love and relationships, you can find me on Instagram at stephanie underscore underscore rig or at stephanierig.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. It really does help so much. Thanks again for being here and I hope to see you again soon.